Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Brian. This is Our Weird World. Happy New Year's. It's 2023. I hope you enjoyed your holidays. Uh, my family and I, we right after Christmas, we went down to Arizona and joined a, tried to enjoy some nicer weather, although we had a couple days where it was pretty crummy but for the most part it was pretty nice i'm glad we went it was really nice down there went to tucson and tombstone i'd never been to tombstone so that was really cool checking that checking out that town seeing the history of it we uh did a tour in like a little trolley because the day we were there it was raining and kind of cold actually so we just drove around uh this gentleman drove us around talked about the history of the town so that was cool that was fun and then we went to tucson for a few days and tucson was actually really nice it was mostly sunny and high 60s about 70 degrees Fahrenheit uh, the days we were there so it was actually really nice um, went up to towards Phoenix to visit my aunt and uncle that live up there so that was nice seeing them as well we were up there for uh, New Year's Eve so that was really cool it was uh, really enjoyable so anyways I hope you all enjoyed your holidays as well here we are it's 2023 and today is Friday the 13th in January yeah we get an early one this year but we also get one in October October, Friday the 13th this year, which is always, I guess if you enjoy Halloween and, and that time of year, the kind of spookiness of everything, uh, the Friday the 13th is always kind of fun on in that month. So we do get another one this year in October. So I'll look forward to that. And then, you know, maybe you can too. Uh, but anyways, I thought, yeah, Friday the 13th, what's it all about? How did it come to be? Why is it considered like a, a, a bad day or unlucky day or whatever it is? So I just talk a little bit about the history of it, how it how it came to be, and so Friday the Thirteenth. Why is it a bad day or unlucky or whatever? So uh, most people do consider it unlucky, and I'm you'll see why as I I talk about some of the stuff that I that I came up upon during my research. Now in Western culture historically, the number twelve has been associated with like like being a good number and and things being complete um you look at things like 12 days of christmas uh you have your 12 months in the zodiac signs um 12 gods of olympus uh 12 labors of hercules and so on there's a lot of other things that go along with it so 12 was always kind of thought of like historically as like oh a good number and of course so its successor 13 was kind of thought to be unlucky now there was this ancient code called the code of hammurabi for example that reportedly omitted a 13th law from its list of legal rules. Now, I had to look up this code because I had never heard of this. I didn't know what it was. Um, and it goes back to ancient Babylonian times. So the Code of Hammurabi, basically it was considered one of the earliest and most complete written legal codes and was proclaimed by the Babylonian king Hammurabi. Now, he reigned from 1792 to 1750 B.C. He helped to expand the city-state of Babylon along its uh, Euphrates River border to unite all of southern Mesopotamia. And the the Hammurabi Code of Laws were a collection of 282 rules that helped to establish standards for commercial interactions and would help and help to uh, set fines and punishments to meet requirements for justice, right? So it was basically the law at the time in, in this in ancient uh, Babylon. Now, it was actually carved into a giant 
um, pillar, I guess you will, finger-shaped black stone pillar that was actually looted by invaders, but was later rediscovered in 1901. So like I said, they omitted a 13th law in these legal rules. There was no 13th law, it just went from 11, excuse me, went from 12 to 14. So that was kind of one of the first early kind of thoughts, because in their culture, they thought that 13 was an unlucky number, I guess. I couldn't find exactly why, but this kind of pointed out, oh, okay, here's one early beginning thought to 13 being bad. Now, there is actually a psychological term for the fear of the number 13. Apparently, a lot of people suffer from the fear of number 13. I know you could really dive into it a lot, I'm sure, with numerology and whatnot, things like that. Um, but the name is, I hope I get this right, Triscat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Triscatidiacophobia? Triscatidiacophobia? I'm not sure on the pronunciation on that. Um, anyways, that's the fear of the number 13. Number 13. Now, one of the big ones in, in modern history, in modern time, with a lot of people being Christian, this is one that really is kind of comes to the forefront because of that. You look at biblical traditions, you had 13 guests that attended the Last Supper with Jesus Christ, right? And this was on a Thursday. Now, including Jesus and his 12 apostles. Of course, one of whom was Judas, who betrayed him. Which, of course, the next day, Good Friday, was when Jesus was crucified. So because of that, you have the, the 13 guests of the Last Supper. Judas betrayed him. In Christianity, that's become kind of associated with that as well, with the 13 being a bad number, being of bad luck. And again, Good Friday, Christ being crucified, crucified, excuse me, you kind of get that connection there with the Friday the 13th. I, I, you can see how that kind of brings that together. Um, the arrangement of the seating at the Last Supper is believed to have given, risen, given rise to uh, this long-standing superstition in Christianity of having 13 guests at a table is considered to be a bad omen, uh, specifically that it was courting death. Again, because of what happened, Christ was there with his 12 apostles, so 13 of them betrayed by Judas and then crucified. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. Now, the association of Friday with it, they're not as strong. You have that connection there with, like I said, with Good Friday and the 13 with Christ and his 12 apostles, the 13 people at the Last Supper. So it kind of has a connection. But it still goes back to the, these Christian traditions, like I said, with Jesus being crucified on Friday. But it's also said that Friday was the day that Eve had given Adam the apple that he ate from the tree of knowledge. Uh, it's also said that Cain killed his brother Abel on a Friday as well. So all this going back to Christian beliefs with Friday being kind of a bad day, unlucky day, if you will, for these individuals. And then the connection with the 13th. So that's kind of how you get the Friday the 13th. Now, of course, Friday the 13th, you say that alone. And you can't forget to mention the movie, the 1980 horror Friday the 13th, right? Of course, you can't talk about Friday the 13th without talking about the movie that brought to life the whole Jason and Friday the 13th franchise. Jason Voorhees, right? 
I mean, everybody knows that. Even if you haven't seen the movies, it's so entwined in pop culture that you see it everywhere, right? So you at least know of it. So yeah, you have the movies, you have Friday the 13th that came about, which is, I mean, it's, that's a classic, right? The, uh, especially the first one and the first couple, they're, they're absolutely classics in, in horror films. So you have that that came about as well. And just really, I think in modern times with modern culture, like I said, um, really kind of stamped it in people's minds and in the forefront of our thoughts that yep, Friday the 13th is bad, is not good. Bad things are going to happen. You're going to get killed, whatever. That's a bit extreme, but you get the idea. What I'm trying to say is that this really helped with modern times putting a stamp on Friday the 13th as just a bad or unlucky day. Now, if we go back talking about kind of the history of things, in the late 19th century, a New Yorker named Captain William Fowler, who lived from 1827 to 1897, uh, he actually sought to remove the enduring stigma surrounding the number 13, and particularly the unwritten rule about not having 13 guests at a dinner table, like I mentioned before, with you know, relating to the Last Supper. Now, he founded an exclusive society called the 13 Club. The group dined regularly on the 13th day of the month in room 13 of the Knickerbocker Cottage, which was a uh, popular watering hole, or bar if you will, uh, that he actually owned from 1863 to 1883. Now, before sitting down for a 13-course dinner, members would pass beneath a ladder and a banner reading, Moratori te salutamus, which is Latin for those of us who are about to die, salute you. That, that's pretty cool. So that's a pretty neat little bit of history. Um, there are actually four former U.S. presidents, Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harrison, and Theodore Roosevelt, who would actually join the 13 clubs ranks at one time or another. So they actually had gone and participated in these 13 course meals and all this. So that, that's kind of cool. That's pretty neat. Um, another one, when you look at the history of Friday the 13th, is, let me see, I'm looking at my notes here. In 1907, on Friday the 13th, there is a publication of a novel called Friday the 13th, written by Thomas William Lawson. The book told the story of a New York City stockbroker who plays on superstitions about the date to create chaos on Wall Street and make a killing on the market, basically. So that, you know, you have that that leads up to it. Uh, again, like I mentioned, Friday the 13th, the movie. We look at this, this history, and then things kind of starting to come about. What are sort of the things that happen, the bad things that happen on Friday the 13th that also added to this negative connotation and, and being thought that it was unlucky so going back looking into history um, I found that on Friday October 13th of 1307 officers of King Philip IV of France actually arrested hundreds of the Knights Templar who if you know obviously the Knights Templar were a, a religious and military order formed in the 12th century to defend the Holy Land right now they were imprisoned on charges of various illegal behaviors Pardon the noise, my dog is in the background and uh, chewing on a chew toy and he doesn't want to leave, so he's a puppy. He's uh, in the teething stage and wants to chew on everything, so he's sitting here at my at my feet, hanging out with me, chewing on his chew toy, so I apologize about that, but anyways, um, 
so yeah, the Knights Templar, a uh, bunch of them were imprisoned by King Philip IV for various charges, but mostly they were, you know, they were probably BS charges that the king just wanted to access, access their financial resources because they had pretty good financial resources to do what they were doing. Um, now, of course, a lot of these uh, imprisoned Knights Templar were later executed. There are a lot that cite the link with the Templars as the origin of Friday the 13th superstition. But like many legends involving the Templars and their history, was it, is it really because of this? Eh, maybe, but you know, there's a lot of looking at the history of the Knights Templar is you got to take it with a large, you know, cup of salt, right? You know, like that saying, take it with a grain of salt because a lot of their history is, is it real? Is it, is it not? But anyways, this happened on Friday, October 13th, 1307. So that created a, a negative connotation with Friday the 13th right there. Now, in more recent history, there have been a number of traumatic events that also occurred on Friday the 13th. Uh, you have one in 1940, September, Friday the 13th. There was the German bombing of Buckingham Palace. You have in 1964, March, Friday the 13th, the murder of Kitty Genovese in Queens, New York. That's actually one that I would actually like to look into a little bit deeper. Um, I just did a quick look while doing my research on this. It's one that I've heard about too, uh, listening in other podcasts. So I may in the future, maybe uh, do an episode on that as well. Uh, there was also a cyclone that killed more than 300,000 people in Bangladesh in November, 1970. There was the disappearance of a Chilean air force plane in the Andes in October, 1972. That's one that I've definitely heard a lot about too. Um, podcasts, I, th I think, is that one that there's a movie made about it? There's my dog again, running with his collar. Here's his collar uh, jingling. Is that one that there was a movie made about? I, I can't recall. If there is, let me know. Um, I'm, I'll need to look into that more. I, it, that sounds really familiar. And then also moving forward into more recent history, September 1996, Tupac Shakur was killed on a Friday the 13th. And then also in 2012, in January, another January, this is 2012, so 11 years ago, uh, Costa Concordia cruise ship off the coast of Italy, which killed 30 people. And I remember that. I, I do remember uh, Tupac Shakur being killed. Um, I was pretty young. I was September 96. I would have been 13. So, you know, him being such a large icon in, in rap, and in pop culture, that one definitely sticks with me. I do remember that. And then obviously the Costa Concordia cruise ship in 2012. I definitely remember that one very well. Um, January 2012, I was actually still in the U.S. Navy. Um, and I remember it being all over the news. Um, just relating with, obviously, because I was in the Navy on a ship. And, oh my gosh, look, there's the ship, this cruise ship. that. Anyways, that was very tragic as well. So these all occurred on, on the 13th day on a Friday the 13th. So those just kind of give more credence to this idea of Friday the 13th being a bad day, being unlucky, negative connotations with it, especially with the earlier ones. Um, I'm going to say before the movie came out in 1980, you know, had all, all these other ones years back before it. And then also with the, the older history of it and just all of that, like I said, before, like I said, the when that movie came out, it really just kind of put it right in front of us. Like, this is a bad, unlucky day. And, and people have always thought of it that way, especially since. And, you know, you still see it nowadays. 
you know, obviously like in pop culture with the movies and whatnot and things like that. So whatever you think of it, whatever you believe of it, if you think it's a bad day or unlucky day or whatever, me personally, I'm whatever. It's, it's a Friday. It's a day. I know there's all this history behind it. Um, I've never really cared to think of it as a bad day, or unlucky day, whatever. It's just a number. Um, you know, like I said, you know, some people go into numerology, whatever they might say otherwise. But anyways, now there is one little thing I wanted to mention too. Um, myself being a cyclist, I've, I've been very active in, in cycling since, uh, since I was, gosh, since I was 17 or 18 when I first got into it. My dad bought a road bike and I asked if I could ride with him and we rebuilt his old 1980 something motobacon which he still has it's very nice uh when they're actually made in france um and i rode with him for a while and got into riding and got into racing i became a uh, bicycle mechanic um but anyways in, in cycling 13 is also considered an unlucky number in in bicycle racing um it's very common in in bicycle racing if you are given the number 13 uh you know and you're in a, a road race a, a criterion which is like think nascar for bicycles you're just going in a, in a oval lap really fast they're actually really fun they're actually fun to watch too um time trial whatever it might be if you're given the number 13 it's very common for people to flip the number upside down um of course the officials don't like it because then they see your upside down number they're like what what number is that guy oh it's number 13 so most commonly what people will do is some races you'll actually be given two numbers and you put them basically down kind of on your lower back where essentially where your kidneys are in cycling jerseys you have pockets back there where you can carry food or extra water bottle if you're out riding you know not in a race you people put extra clothing in there wallet whatever things like that so typically on those pockets there you'll be given race numbers to put on those pockets so a lot of times what you'll see in professional racing or even in amateur racing which i've done if you're given two numbers that, that you put there you'll put one in the normal format in the normal upright position so people can see and go okay you're number 13 and then they'll flip one of the other ones so you still have that flip number now if you only have one number a lot of amateur races you're only given one number and they'll tell you which side to put it on depending on where the officials are relative to you might be on your left side might be on your right side people will flip it upside down of course officials don't like it because they're like oh my gosh your number's upside down what number are your e1 who's e1 13 so anyways, yeah, that's that's a thing in cycling. Now, also with that in, in the world of cycling, the 13th day, whatever, doesn't matter which day of the week it is, the 13th day of the month is, again, kind of, because of all this history, is also considered kind of to be a bad or unlucky day. If it's a big, like, tour, grand tour, like Tour de France, Tour of Spain, Tour of Italy, those are the three big, huge ones. Um, they still race on the 13th day of the month. They don't skip it or anything like that. Um, but it still kind of has these negative connotations and, and yeah, so but the flipped upside down number is the most common, what you see in cycling. And then of course, if it's a big stage tour, like the tour de France, um, which is 21 days, the 13th day of the race, wh whatever, whichever day it falls on again, is also kind of because of all this history considered to be an unlucky day as well. So just thought I'd, I'd put that out there too, because I, have this history of cycling i still enjoy cycling i haven't raced in a number of years but i used to race amateur um with a couple different teams one local here in new mexico and then one when i was uh, uh part of the navy which it's a actually a veteran uh, it was created by some u.s navy navy seals that actually created this this 
team. But anyways, I, I raced with them for a while too. So, but I still ride for fun. But yeah, I just thought that was a cool little little something to add there for Friday the thirteenth. So, it's Friday the thirteenth. Um, I hope you have a good day either way. Whatever, whether you think it's negative or bad or unlucky or whatever, have a great day. It's a Friday, so I, you know, for me, it's just another work day. Um, I'm gonna be going to work. I work in the evenings, uh, the place that I work at. So I'm gonna go to work and just be another day for me. So, anyways, thanks for listening. Have a great Friday the 13th. We've got another one coming up in October, Friday the 13th, right before Halloween. So that should be a good one. Maybe I'll revisit this then. Maybe do a little bit more, something a little bit more of a deep dive. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. We'll see. I don't know. Anyways, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Take care. And we'll catch you next time.